Okay, we're going to read inside a little bit today. The Mesilas Yesharim is going to pose three very fundamental questions. So we have a rule in learning Shailas Chochom Chatsi Tshuva. You know what that means? The question of a wise man is half the answer. I mean, it's very important to focus on the questions. Because the questions are going to bring out certain oimik, certain depth. Okay? So let's focus on the questions. We'll see if we'll start to answer today or not, all depending on the time. So here the question begins. If you want to see it inside, I think that's a very good thing to do. Ve'im tomat. And if you want to ask, Menayin lanu. From where do we know? Lihiyot mosifim veholchim beisurim. That means as follows. The Messiah Zisharim gave us a great Hagdama before. And he told us that we have to erect fences and create boundaries in the chapter 13. Okay? We have to make boundaries in order to protect us from sin. And it's a logical thing that he said. But yet he asked the question, how do you know you're allowed to do that? Meaning, what we're learning from here is that self-help is not something that you uh, work with psychology or logic or stuff like that. Everything needs to have a source in the Torah, how to deal with it. The reason being is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu built the human being. And he built the human being with a Yetzirah that Hashem built, Hashem gave him. And the Yetzirah was given to a person in order to help him reach perfection. That's why he has it. And therefore, there's a mechanic in the Torah how to deal with it. So you can't just make up your own recipes and your own methods. Everything has to work from the Torah. Okay? It's an unbelievable... Uh, Okay? He says, in the beginning of Masechet Avot, it says, Moshe kibel Torah, misinayu Yoshua. It speaks about the Messiah. The Messiah means how the Torah was transmitted from generation to generation, from Moshe Laben all the way down to us, right? Why did Rabbi Akkadish find it necessary to put the Misorah of the Torah in front of Masechet Avot? If you feel it's important for us to know the Misorah of the Torah, put it in Masechet Berachot, before we begin the Torah Shubal Peh. Why here? So Rabbi Novadim Mabatilur says a fascinating insight. He says, because we, it's self-understood to us that the Torah of Zroyim, Moyed, Noshim, Zikin, Tyrus, all those kind of things, Halachot of the Torah, which all come as an interpretation from the Torah. So obviously there's a Messiah. However, you might have thought that Masechet Avot, which talks about ethics, talks about character development, these are things that are, the scientists also have what to say about it, the philosophers also have what to say about it, the psychologists have what to say about it. You know, it's something that's human behavior. So maybe you would think that these Chachomim were just wise, good people, experienced in life, not foolish people, and they came up with concepts and ideas similar to the way that the Chachmei Uma Sa'olam come up with concepts and ideas by studying human beings and talking to them and understanding relationships and all these kind of things, right? Science. So comes Rabbeinu HaKadosh and he says, no, 
the Misorah of the Torah includes the Musr also. Includes the Hasidus also. It includes character development as well. Everything is governed by the Torah. And therefore we have to follow the Torah. And this is something that's a subject in itself, not for today, but we are struggling with this thing today tremendously. Because there are mental illnesses and other problems that people have. There's relationship problems that people have. There's chinuch issues that people have. And a lot of times people are looking in the secular world to find the answers to questions that the Torah itself tells us. And those answers that they may be finding in the secular world may be the opposite of what the Torah wants us to do, or fundamentally different. So again, that's a subject, I don't want to go into that, because that's a complicated subject, because there is a concept of Chochmah Bagoyim Tamin, and to know when it applies and when it doesn't apply, and how it works and how it doesn't work, is complex. That's not the subject of today. But, the point is, the Mesil Tisharim is saying, I am not coming and giving you my personal recipe, how you can deal with your desires and your urges. And Mesil Tisharim came up with a method to help you protect yourself. No, we need to find out the Torah source for it, and not only the Torah source for it, we need to find out how the mechanics of the Torah source works in order to apply it practically. Now, this is a very deep thing. Very deep thing. This is how Torah becomes alive. This is how Torah becomes alive. Torah is not just like a Shuchan Aruch, that you just do, follow this rule, follow that rule. Torah is trying to help you develop yourself as a human being. And Torah has to help you develop yourself as a human being in 2022 in the society that you live in. So, how does the Torah talk about your society if you, the Torah, doesn't mention one thing that's going on in your culture? Right? So how are you going to find the answer to your problems in the Torah if the Torah doesn't explicitly discuss your situation? Right? So the answer is, because when I study the Torah, like a lamdin we call it, and we understand the Gedorim, and we understand the fundamentals, and we understand the mechanics, and we understand how it works. So then when we analyze our own situation in 2022, and we understand how to apply the Eitzah of the Torah, the Eitzah of the Torah in your environment, so then the Torah is able to guide you in your environment. So that means nothing changed from when we got the Torah till now. Torah is not, out, not outdated. Even though there are changes in society. People say, well, today is different. Kids can't handle, blah, 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 right? Things are different. It doesn't mean that the Torah, where it said in the Torah, for example, uh, if you hold back your stick, you'll come to hate your child. If you love him, you'll give him over the head, right? That's a pasuk. It's a chazal. And also they said, no, but today, you can't hit your child. Right? So the Torah doesn't apply anymore. It's asur to say that. The Torah doesn't apply. Right? But if you study the sugya of chosech shefto, you understand the gedorim. You understand the application. 
then you look at your society and you know how to apply it. It may look a little different than it applied in a different situation. But it's the same thing. You understand? That's lumdis. If you don't have lumdis, you don't got nothing. That's why learning how to learn is the most vital thing possible. You understand? Because then you're only very black and white. And then you say, do this, do that, do this, do that. That's not Torah. Torah is a way of teaching you how to behave in your situation, in your environment, in your society, in your world. You understand? So what we're going to do now, when the Basil Shisharim questions this concept of precious, he's questioning, he's challenging the concept of precious. The concept of precious says in the Torah, right? In the price of Pinchas ben Yoyer. That's Teresh Baal Peh. And there'll be sources in the Torah that he's going to bring us to that, right? So, but he has to challenge it in order to understand it. And when you understand it, you know how to apply it. So we, even though we don't live in Italy in the 1700s, 1600s, whatever it was that the Ramchal lived, we still, if we learn his sugya, then we'll know how to apply it in 2022 in the United States of America. Right? That's the, that's the concept. We're here to learn how to learn. You know, very interesting. You know, in the world, we usually think like learning how to learn is nashim nezikin, right? There's certain sugyas in the Torah called nashim nezikin. That's how you learn to learn. And then there's musr, and you could be a not a lamdin, but learn musr because musr is musr. It's like you know, but that's a very grave mistake. Musr is a piece of Torah which is called chokhmas adam which is a very big piece of Torah, which is very profound Chochmat Torah, probably even more complicated than the sugis that you learn. And the old mirrors, you know, they call them the altar mirrors. The old God, probably not too many of them around anymore even, uh, or if any around. Altar mirrors that learned by Rabbi Rucham and Mir, they said from Rabbi Rucham Shmuzes in Musr, they were able to learn a derech halimud in Nashim Nazik. That means you have to know how to learn. It's not about being a fafrumte guy. You know what fafrumte guy means? Like a very religious guy. They say over a statement from the Chosvetz Chaim, you don't have to be a religious, like, you're not being driven by being religious. You have to, you have to be a chacham. Torah requires understanding. The understanding is guiding you. Of course, if you're not religious and you just want mental gymnastics, then that's nothing. You have to have But the chokhmah of the Torah is going to teach you how to live. Okay, so it's very important to analyze the questions that the Mesil Sisharim are going to ask right now to challenge the concept of precious in order for us to understand precious. That clear, Kiddullah? Yeah? Okay. So he asked, who said you have to be Moisif HaHoylech in Isurim? Who said you have to go ahead and add your own Isurim on top of what the Torah asked you, right? The rabbis told us in Yushalmi in the Durham, it's talking about making a nether. Is it not enough for you? Is there not enough Isurim in the Torah? 
לאסור עליך דברים אחרים? As if you're so perfect, and the whole Torah you have in the back of your palm, and you're not enough restrictions, so you want to make more? What are you doing? So you see, superficially, when we look at this Chazal, Chazal telling us, don't add more to what the Torah asks of you. So that seems to be a direct contradiction to Precious. Because Precious was... Go make things that were previously muttered to you, make them usher on you. And here's a Yerushalmi and a Dorim that says, don't do that. So it seems to be superficially a direct contradiction. Got it? So this is going to bring out Amkis. Let's continue. Now he's adding another dimension. We know that the Torah gives us Isurim, right? Now the Chachomim, there's nobody smarter than the Chachom. The Chachomim understood the Yetzirah more than anybody in this world. Okay? Now, the Chachom saw that there's an issue. If we're going to only leave the Isurim in the Torah, people are going to fall prey to the trap of their Yetzer. Got it? So what did the Chachamim do? They were given a license, they're given a license, to make what we call Gizerot. For example, the Torah Asr's Arayas, yes? The Chachamim came along and Asr'd Yichud, that you cannot be in seclusion with a woman. Even if you had no intention of having any relationship with her whatsoever. It was a business meeting. You're strictly talking about business. And you don't want people just walking in and making noise and whatever. So you just close that door and you lock it so you can have peace and quiet in your meeting presentation. That's an Isr Drabonan called Yichud. So the Chachomim understand how Arias works. They understand in the human being that the minute he closes the door... An intimate relationship has already begun. And uh, far from feeling it, but it's already there. So the Chachom came along and they said, Yichud is also. So the Chachom have this license to be able to what we call extend the Isur of the Torah in an area where it's going to lead to the Isur of the Torah. Now they understood the Geder of the Isur. They understood the Yitzhahara. They understood the human being. And they were able to make fences, Torahic fences, right? So they basically took the subject of Isurim, they took the subject of human being, they understood it to the complete max. They had Ruach HaKadosh too, and they set up the fences. So that's it. If they thought that your uh, fence that you want to erect, if they thought that it was important, then they would have erected it themselves. So that's what he's asking. So he's adding to the original question. First question was, the Chazal say, Dayecha Masha Asra Torah. And I say, even the Chachomim that were given the license from the Torah to make it dark, whatever they made, they made, right? Farasu. They felt that steaks and french fries is not a place to make a there. If they thought that going to a glop bite or whatever 
every single night and eating uh, all the food there is a problem, then they would have said you could only go out to eat once a week, let's say, or whatever, right? So if they didn't do it, there's obviously no purpose in that. That's the second. Who you to be smarter than the Chachomim? Okay? The Oid. Now here's the third question. That, that was all part of number one. I'm, I'm looking at that as one. Just opened up. Right? Here's question two. The Oid. She'en gevul ledavarzeh if you're going to stop putting up fences, how do you put a gvul on it? Where do you stop? Where's the, where, 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 where do you end this thing? Right? Vinimsa. Imken adam shomem umeuna velo yehene ma'olam hazeh klau. Meaning, you see, Masil's Shorem is not shaykh. Every word he says is like not shaykh. But the Masil's Shorem was a dover portion that you have to be nanah from this world. You see? That's a hanoch apshutah. Counter to the way people might think. The Hanochah Pshute is, you have to have Hanochah from this world. Pasha. You can't be Mejnun. You can't be crazy. You have to have a certain amount of Hanochah from this world to be a Nomala Mensch. That was Pasha. So he's asking, so if I have to put up fences, where's the Gvul? If there's no Gvul, person may end up going into a place and then he's going to be mejnun. It can't be. It can't be nana from Mazes. So how do you make the gvul? Got it? That's this guy. Very, very strong question. The chachomenu zechonim levrocha you see, the way the Mesil Hashem is stylistic of the Mesil Hashem is always statement proof. Statement proof. If you follow how he works. Statement. You have to be able to be nana from That's a statement. The proof. The Chazal tell us that when you get to Shamayim after 120, they're going to say to you, look, you saw this food and you could have had Hana'ah from this food and you did, you get punished for that. And they found the Pasuk to, to base it on. Right? It's a pasuk. So, you know, some people take this halacha a little too far, you know. So you have to know the gedar. But that, that's part of the kasher. The bottom line is, it says, Mafurush Chazal, that you have to be nana from this world. Chayab Adam. To be nana from this world. And if you had an opportunity to be nana from this world and you didn't, you're going to have to answer that question at the end of your life. But then you tell me that I have to make precious. And if I make precious, then, then there's no gvul to precious, and then it'll come out as a contradiction. So how do you work this out? That's the second question. Good? Now he starts to answer, but in his beginning of his answer, he's also asking a kasha. So it's gonna look like a good yid. A good yid answers a question with a question, right? So, let's see how he starts to answer, but he really proposes a third kasha. And the more we understand the kashas, the better will Fashtay's answer, which is not going to be as simple as you think. Okay? So he says, The answer is as follows. Precious is necessary and needed. 
And we also have open commandments about this in the Chachom. It says in Sifri, in Sifra, in Parashat Kedoshim. Kedoshim Tihiyu. You shall be holy. Ma, what does that mean? Says the Chazal, Prushim Tihiyu. You have to abstain from things that are mutter to you. So it's a Mephurish Chazal. Good. Oidamru, it says in the Gemara, Tainis, which happens to be a Machloikis, which is going to seem like a contradiction in this whole Masil Sashon. We'll get to it later. But right now, this is what he says. The Gemara says, Kolayoyshev betainis. Anybody who consistently takes upon himself to fast, Nikra Kodesh is called a holy man. We learn it out from a nazar. who only abstained from drinking wine, is called holy. A man who abstains from everything. Wow, he's a holy man. That's a gemara. Good. It says in another gemara, tzadik A tzadik only eats enough. To satiate himself, not anything more. Not to enjoy the food. Okay? The Gemara says, this is talking about who's this Pasuk, could we apply this Pasuk to? We could apply this Pasuk to Cheskyo HaMelech, Yehuda. He was a great Tzadik, Cheskyo HaMelech. He was almost the Melech HaMashiach. Great man. Shayu Ma'alim Al Shulchano. What they used to put on the king's table. They put like vegetables, a certain amount of vegetables. And a little bit of meat. Right? So basically he's a king. He can eat whatever he wants. He's a multi-billionaire. He can, he can, can fill up his table. And what's he eating? Some, some vegetables and a bit of flesh. A little bit of meat. What? This is how a king eats. So you see that he obviously abstained from eating and he ate very minimal because of precious. So you see he's a precious, he's a tzaddik, he's oichlis by nafsh. Now, oidom. They also said, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, regarding Rabbeinu HaKadosh, the holy Rabbeinu HaKadosh, right? We wrote the Mishnayis. B'sha'at mitato, at the time of his death, zakaf etzer etzbaotav amarim. Picked up his ten fingers and he said, I didn't take pleasure for myself, even one pinky's worth. Right? Even though we know that his table was full with unbelievable delicacies because of the covered malchus, but he himself did not be nene from Oilam Hazer. Another chazal, which is good for us to all know. Before you pray to Hashem, Before you say to Hashem, I want to fill up my, 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 my essence with Torah. You should daven to Hashem that He should give you the self-control not to fill food up in your stomach. It's chazal. Hein. So I just pounded you with four or five marmikaimas that precious is the most necessary thing in the world. Oh no. 
I'll call upon him, but it's still schwer. We still have to answer how the, the, the other chazals that say the opposite. Got it? So here's the kasha. You basically have a stiva. You have some ma'amore chazal that are telling you, precious, precious, precious. You have some ma'amore chazal saying, don't go near, don't go near, don't go near. And we're up the creek without a paddle because we don't understand the sugya. Got it? So let's divide up the questions, just sum it up. The three questions that Masil Sasharim asked. Okay? First question he asked is that it seems logically, it's also a chazal, it'll be part of the second, third question, but it's, but it also makes sense. It's a logical question. asked you, what are you adding more stuff? Especially, even the Gedorim and the Siyogim and all the different things that the Chachom came along, they understood the Sugi of the Yetzirah. They understood the Sugi of Yisurim. And what they felt was necessary was good. Who are you to come along now and say, oh, I'm smarter than the Chachom of Yisrael. Right? So that was question number one. Mm. Question number two was that he brought... That's right, so that, that was question number one. The second question number two was... That he said, there's no end. How do you draw the line? It's partially you have to be Nana from Oilamazeh. You're telling me that Nana from Oilamazeh is dangerous, and then you tell me I have to be Nana from Oilamazeh. Where do you draw the line? The person will come out, you want to eat bread and water. That was the second question. The third question that the, uh, asks is the Chayra, it's a contradiction. We have Chazal that say, yes, precious. We have Chazal that say, no, precious. Had on the ash of the kashas, we'll stop here for today.